Toyota has decided to hand over just one smart key to each of its customers now on 14 different models. But hey, it's not their fault. Thank God for the pandemic, which has become the Swiss friggin' army knife of corporate incompetence justifying excuses. I'm John Logan from AutoExpert.com.au and I get new cars. <laughs> Even Toyotas, dude. If you want to do that, if you want to genuflect and kiss the ring, oh the king of mediocrity, then... That's on you. You want to just pee off into the sunset to the golden confluence of Dingo Piss Creek where the billabong flows out into the Timor Sea for three days during the wet season and just bask in the magnificence of that, then who am I to stand in your way? It's one less of you taking up space in the city with us. So that's nice. Website. Card. Now... Reuters got onto this. Story broke in Japan last week, I think, and then Reuters did what it does best, which is just, you know, shotgun it everywhere. Reuters says the world's top-selling car maker said on Thursday of last week it would replace one of the two electronic smart keys it delivers in Japan with a mechanical one for the time being as it races to get cars to customers in Japan. This is Lexus as well, right? They're just racing nose to the grindstone in the face of incredible adversity. Is there nothing they could do wrong? They're the keystone cops of car makers. Well, that's what they've become. That's what the pandemic has done, let's face it. Toyota said in a statement that was carefully prepared, presumably, as the shortage of semiconductors continues, a shortage which, it must be said, they engineered for themselves by just garroting any semblance of supply chain security because the bean counters just jumped in and said, oh, we could save a tenth of a cent by just going with one supplier. And that worked out so well, didn't it, ultimately? Anywho. If you're waiting endlessly for your Land Cruiser, your RAV4 Hybrid, your Hilux, whatever, dude, like, this is why, okay? It's not because of demand and they can't keep up. It's just because fumbled the trigger, shot themselves in the dick. This is a provisional measure aimed at delivering cars to customers as quickly as possible. That problem-solving thing. As for the second smart key, we plan to hand it over as soon as it is ready. Seriously, like, dude, they had one job. The one job is you just make cars and sell them. That's one job. It's not like we're asking them to do the mission to Mars, you know? That would be out of the box and some unforeseen setbacks would be understandable, right? This is not that. This is, we fucked this up badly, and now we're putting it on you to just tolerate. Like, come on. I know this is blasphemy, because in the whole beard-stroking community, people love Toyota. Toyota is a religion. It's, it's oddly like Tesla, actually. If you took the charismatic nut out of Tesla and all of the greenwashing, Toyota and Tesla would be indistinguishable from each other, because the people who love their Toyotas are kind of characteristically the same as the people who love their Teslas. So there's that. This is also occurring in North America, which doesn't bode well for Australia, does it? Because 
we're not as important to Toyota as either of those markets. And I'm actually wondering if this is happening now and Toyota just hopes that nobody notices and isn't reporting it kind of thing here in Australia, I mean. But in North America, Toyota said, quote, Due to supply chain delays, Toyota will temporarily provide one smart key for certain vehicles produced in North America. That was a statement they emailed in part to Fox Business Digital, right? They went on and said that our manufacturing, logistics and sales teams are working diligently to develop countermeasures to minimise impact to customers. Like, what countermeasures? The only countermeasure for not stumping up the requisite two keys is stumping them up. And they're not doing that. FFS. Well, Working diligently to develop countermeasures. Well, let me know how that goes, you dicks. I have absolutely no sympathy, of course, because Toyota has 400,000 employees and $800 billion Australian in assets. Okay, so if they wanted to do anything, they could do it. It's just that they don't really want to do this or they're not smart enough to solve it. It's not because they don't have the resources. Toyota is richer than some countries, for sake. I guess the really big question is, how long until they start doing it in Australia? Will they start doing it in Australia? Are they already doing it in Australia? And just hoping that nobody notices. If this kind of thing has happened to you, maybe not just with Toyota, but anywhere across the automotive industry, let me know. I'd be fascinated in what they said about it, what excuses there were. Is there a resolution time frame or did they give you a discount for fucking you over? Probably not. So I'd love to know that kind of thing. But I think more broadly, the, the key thing is that We've reached a point where COVID has become the universal let us off the hook excuse for all flavours of possible corporate incompetence, doesn't it? And I'd suggest that enough is enough. As consumers, we have a right to expect more. And Toyota is one of the worst at this. Like, if you get caught with your hand in the till at work, you can't just brush it on COVID. And if you're with a group of friends and your wife or something and you fart in the lift... Try telling everyone it's perfectly okay, but you were affected by COVID. Like, it's not going to wash, is it? Like, oh, mate, sorry I pissed on your RMs. It was the COVID. Sorry I appear to be in the shower with your wife. Must be the COVID. Like, it's not going to wash. And Toyota is off its meds anyway. Like, when you look at the totality of the Big T's recent behaviour, surely cracks will have to start forming in the religion or at least some of the faithful are going to become apostates are they not i just mean metaphorically right now sean hanley who is their senior marketing and sales wonk here in australia he went off the chain recently with uh, a group of media in some sort of scrum at some shitbox corolla launch and he basically said quote carbon is the enemy here Right. This is up there with Toyota's claims about self-charging hybrids, which is an expression that's been banned in Norway for being misleading, according to them, by the way. What they say about the RAV4 hybrid today, right? There's no need to plug in your hybrid battery as RAV4's petrol engine will charge it for you 
as you drive. This is a quote from Toyota Australia's website today. There's no need to plug in your hybrid battery as RAV4's petrol engine will charge it for you as you drive. It's just a piece of anti-EV rhetoric and anti-plug-in hybrid rhetoric. And P.S. it is untrue because the petrol engine does not charge RAV4 hybrid as I understand it. Like that is a quote directly from their website. Where's the friggin' ACCC on this? Asleep, right? The only way to charge the battery in a RAV4 hybrid in Australia is by regeneratively braking, where the electric motors turn into generators and pump up the battery. As I understand it, there is no correlation between the engine in the Toyota RAV4 hybrid and the battery. If I'm wrong, let me have it in the comments, but I do not see how a RAV4 hybrid's petrol engine will charge it for you as you drive. I just don't. Hanley went on at this tantrum, incidentally, and said, we're in full support of some mandated type of legislation around emissions reductions. The one thing everyone agrees with is that we have to get to a carbon neutral position. His whole stance, which I presume is Toyota Australia's stance on carbon neutrality, because why else would he be saying it if it wasn't, right? That whole stance is ridiculous because this is the company that sells the Hilux, which is Australia's number one selling vehicle. And uh, their position on carbon being the enemy is kind of hilarious, given that we're all made of it, like he's made of it, and the board of directors of Toyota is principally made of carbon, if you take the water out of the equation. And every employee and all of their food and the buildings that they operate in and the vehicles they make are fundamentally made of friggin' carbon. So aside from that, yeah, carbon's the enemy, dicks. Toyota is not arguing the toss on that, he says. That's not a debate. Even the most extreme viewpoint, we agree you've got to get to carbon neutral. Well, how are you going to do that with Land Cruiser and Hilux? Are you going to just stop selling them like the cash cow, ultimate cash cow is the Land Cruiser, right? And the Hilux is one of the filthiest shitters. It, I mean, it just is. How is car If carbon is the enemy, how can you look yourselves in the face and keep selling it? That's what I want to know. This other claim they make about being swamped by demand, okay? Toyota basically spent this year telling anyone who was dumb enough to listen that they couldn't supply the vehicles because they were swamped by unprecedented strong demand. And that is like a Himalaya of horseshit, right? The quote there, Due to the unprecedented global demand, we are currently experiencing extended wait times which will vary across our model range. This may result in a different specification and or different price point at the time of delivery. So we can't sell you the specific vehicle. We can't even tell you what it's going to have or how much it's going to cost. And it's all because of due to unprecedented global demand. Like, fuck right off. It is not. It's it's a supply issue. It's only a supply issue. It's like they've been screwed by supply. Their forecasts are that their production will drop. This is not a demand issue, right? It's fundamentally not. And nobody is calling them out on these bullshit statements. It's because they want the advertising revenue. Now, Toyota, on planet Toyota, the truth is just something to be managed, okay? On my world, the ontological truth, like I get up every morning and I have my three-course breakfast, I have a pee and a fart and a coffee, 
right, just to get going. It's very satisfying too. And I do it all unassisted, even at my advanced age. Go figure. I have those three things. And then I sort of orient myself to ontological reality, right? I don't believe Toyota does that. They just fracture it up. They really do. They will say anything that just suits them. And the, the biggest evidence I can give you on that, apart from these ones I've just covered here, is the dirty DPFs thing that's still ongoing, right? 264,170 vehicles, $2.7 billion in damages. In April, the federal court basically found that the DPFs were defective and that they were misleading and deceptive, Toyota this is, misleading and deceptive conduct in relation to the sales and marketing of those vehicles. This is a federal court determination, right? It's not my opinion. That's what the court found. Toyota says we are in the process of reviewing the court's judgment. At every step, we believe that we have implemented customer-focused and technically grounded remedies to resolve customers' concerns. And they're now appealing the ruling because, you know, assholes with money. So this we believe business. It doesn't matter what you believe. You can believe there's a giant fucking titanium teapot on the other side of the moon if that's what you really want to believe. But in the absence of evidence, it's pretty hard to make the case, is it not? So Toyota can believe how it acted all it wants, but I've spoken to plenty of people who were impacted by the dodgy DPF thing, and Toyota were card-carrying cocks for much of their let's call it suffering. So there's that. And if that is implementing customer-focused and technically grounded remedies, then okay, continue believing what you want. And of course, the shareholders in Japan protesting Toyota dragging the chain on EVs. Toyota is an anti-environment lobbying specialist, irrespective of what they say about their hybrids when they greenwash them, right? They just are. Basically, they are anti-EV lobby specialists. Don't believe just me on this. Believe Influence Map, which is an independent group that monitors the behaviour, the lobbying kind of behaviour of multinational companies. And they actually rate Toyota as the worst car maker on earth for anti-environment lobbying. The worst car maker. And the only two companies who are not car makers that are on top of Toyota for anti-environment lobbying are ExxonMobil and Chevron. So you've got to ask yourself, why do you really want to buy one of these shitboxes? Because if somebody was an advocate for planet killing and a congenital liar and just treated the, the truth with much less respect than it ultimately deserves, then would you be friends with them? Would you socialise with them? Most people would not. And yet a lot of people buying Toyotas are doing it because they think Toyota has shit that does not stink in some way. And I'm not seeing it here. I'm just seeing incompetence and lies. Like, I don't know how you can be deceptive, according to a court, in the context of sales and marketing a vehicle. You can't practice deception unintentionally, can you? You have to respect the facts enough to misrepresent them, don't you, to be deceptive? At least that's how I would define deception. So anyway, these protests, right, and the subsequent amplification of um, them in the media, perhaps they explain why Mr Hanley was so apparently butthurt recently over 
those media questions about why the company is so anti-EV, seemingly. That and the fact that their market share recently imploded, that's an important consideration as well. They were 24.3% of the Australian market in September of 2021. They're 15.9% 12 months later. So in September, just gone, 15.9%. That's a disgrace. And it can only be explained by supply-side problems, incompetence, Keystone Cops kind of problems, right? It can't be explained by being swamped by unprecedented demand. Because if that were the case and supply was unaffected, then sales would be up. That's just how this works. This, incidentally, is a reduction of 35% in Toyota's market share month on month with a 12-month gap in between. So September 21 versus September 22, their market share dropped by more than a third. That's got to be an interesting conference call back to Japan, don't you think, for the Trump? Anyway... You've got to ask yourself, is it either the swamped by demand or a barbed wire sort of colonic of third-rate production management? And I know which um, I know which one of those I'd choose, but I guess it depends whether you live in the real world or not. 